Yo. Yo. Shots fired for fuck's sake. Shots fired for fuck's sake. Shots fired, yeah. Shots fired, yeah. Shots fired for fuck's sake. Shots fired for fuck's sake. Shots fired, yeah. Shots fired, yeah. Shots fired. Kairos. Shazanga. again it's shots fired week in week out we delivered the good straight up no chaser with the uh deep voice chasanga malata hi guys how are you doing all the woman they love to hate on twitter it's G. <laughs> that would be me what up and my brother from another mother he has skills like no other it's kairos hello I'm freestyling this, you know. I'm not even writing down this intro. I've long discarded that. It just makes no sense. Anyway, how is everybody this week? Good, good. Yeah, I'm, 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 well, I'm very, very good, actually. I'm very good. Um, some news will be dropping at the, at the end of the week, but I will tell you guys. Uh, I'll tell you guys once once we go off air so you you get the lowdown and, and everything Ooh, so yeah i'm exclusive but <laughs> you know it's just an exclusive about me but yeah but otherwise i'm good no nah, so, no nah, tell the that whole show kind of positive tell them yeah. oh, I, can't, I, I can't tell the whole show show just yet people will we can discuss it next week at length all right I, I, you have you have got us on tenterhooks now. I must say, I'm intrigued, I'm intrigued so much so that I want to end the show now. I want to know all the dirt just mute it out. Just mute it out. <laughs> nah, no, no. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I'll t- well, I'll, t- I'll tell you folks at the end of uh, at the end of this episode. Nice. Well, seeing as though uh, you are actually um, leading us up the garden path with uh, some <laughs> news, but not telling us, I tell you what, why don't you satiate our appetite for Chisanga Malata and what he's bringing to the table this week? Right, guys. Like, if you were, if you were hiding under a rock, you'll know, you know, if you were hiding under a rock, you, you wouldn't have known that Mike Tyson had come back and fought Roy Jones Jr. last weekend. But everybody knew Mike Tyson was, was coming back and fighting Roy Jones Jr. So much so that a staggering 1.2 million people bought the pay-per-view. Oh, wow. 1.2 million people. Oh, wow. Yeah. At 50 bucks a piece. So those two guys made bank. And I think the respective charities of which they're... Um, which are donating money to have subsequently have also uh, made bank as well. So it's good to see that that fight sold and that these charities are getting sizable donations or what have you. But obviously this is a mixed martial arts podcast. We do dabble in boxing every now and then, but the whole point of me bringing up Mike Tyson is the fact that he is, well, this event was the inaugural event for Mike Tyson's legends league where a league in which we'll see fighters of, of years gone by see if they've still got it and f- fight their f- fellow rivals I, I think right now it looks like Mike Tyson will be fighting Evander Holyfield at some point maybe next year or what have you but this is MMA as I said and given given the fact that you have people like Anderson Silva and Vitor Belfort who are well and truly in the twilight of their careers and have expressed an interest in still competing at this age 
I mean, Vitor Belfort's given himself. Well, he's he's made himself ten years younger with his TRT Vitor Belfort. I don't know if you guys, <laughs> don't know if you guys, don't know if you guys have seen him recently, but he's looking, he's looking, uh, he's looking thick. Let's just let's just say that he's looking mm-hmm. juicy. Wow. Do you guys think there's an appetite for this in mixed martial arts? Because I remember there were some. Uh, I, I don't want to say necessarily freak show fights in. Uh, in, in Bellator, uh, or yeah, no, not Bellator. Where, yeah, where did Kimbo Flies fight uh, Ken Shamrock? That was um, Strike Force, sorry. Strikeforce. Yes, of course it was. And it was a Strike Force? No, it can't have been Strike Force. Sorry, my memory is so goddamn bad. Was it like FC something? No, or? that was Elite FC, FC where, where he fought um, uh, the Kimbo for Seth Petruzzelli. I can't, my go. memory is, is, uh, is, is so bad. I can't, I'm. I've well and truly led you people. It was Bellator. It's Bellator one three eight. I've just googled. I ain't that. Like, I ain't, I know I'm getting old, but I'm not losing my memory that badly. Anyway, <laughs> that kind of well, I don't want to say. Yeah, I I know I kind of said freak show, but so I'm I'm just gonna say that kind of was a freak show fight. But two older guys. Obviously, there was intrigue in Ken Shamrock, and and obviously intrigue in Kimbo. So two older guys go going at it. There was there was a market for that, and. Given some of the big names that are still out there that still want to compete, like Anderson Silva probably being the the biggest of them, you could have you could argue Fedor Emelianenko as well. Do you think there's a market for that in mixed martial arts, and do you think that that would well that would do well when translate to pay per view buys or streams? And I'm going to go first. I'm gonna who I'm gonna ask first is Mr. Bodley. Um. I've been on the internet for an incredibly long time. If there's one thing that I found out, it's that there's an appetite for everything. You see some of the most gross fetish porn ever. There's an appetite for that. You see some stuff <laughs> you, you just are like, wow, people are actually watching this? So, I mean, it's absolutely out there and there's a market for it. But it's just a question of how do you tap into that? Because that's the one thing that I constantly see with mixed martial arts and media and promoting events and it's just like okay listen guys i don't know who's like the head of marketing and a and r and that sort of thing and i don't claim to be an expert i'm not going to sit here and like pretend like i know everything about marketing but i'm just i just feel like they aren't taking full advantage of the youth i feel like they aren't taking full advantage of other social medias it's always just like all right post on instagram post on twitter post on. It's, just, it's nothing like nuanced about it there's no like i don't know I just feel like mixed martial arts is just a little bit behind the curve in regards to finding their true niche and being able to tap into it consistently, as well as building new fans in the process. So speaking of boxing, I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick stick with you in this, Kairos, because uh, a point that you said there kind of resonated with this fight, um, this Mike Tyson fight card. It seemed that uh, I can't remember the the name of the organizers. Was it Triller? I think they were the the people who who set it up. Yeah, it was I, yeah, Triller. Triller. They um they tapped into the 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 youth in the emerging markets because they obviously got Jake Paul on that card. Exactly. And, I mean he uh, he. <laughs> <laughs> Nate Robinson is still asleep on the ring right now. Right? <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Like I, as I say this all the time. I respect anybody who goes into the ring, but that man had no business being in there with Jake Paul, a man who's been training in boxing solely for like the last two or three years. But I think Triller, they they were onto a hit because Jake Paul and his and his brother Logan Paul, obviously, I've. They they stay and they do stupid shit and quite rightly they get lambasted for it. But they know that they knew that they have a big market. That uh, truly they knew that the Paul brothers have a big market, and I think probably that's what con- uh, 
contributed to the 1.2 million pay-per-view buys. Do you think the UFC should start looking and implementing social media stars or something? Not UFC or just MMA in general? Like, I, I, I don't know. Like, I think Horizon would do something like that. Do you know what I mean? They'd, they'd be open to having, say, well, say one of the Paul brothers fight on, a, on the undercard of a, say, Anderson Silva Fedor. Do you think that would work? or Yes, and the people who are going to be saying, no, that's so stupid, it's degrading our sorts. First of all, motherfucker, do you care about this sport going to new heights? Because it's not going to do that if we keep going by the same, like, template formula that we do for mixed martial arts. We still have co-main events that should be five rounds, not being five rounds, yeah. just because we say that's just not what we do. And I see a lot of people saying that... Um, Jake Paul, Logan Paul, and those people have no right to be doing this sort of thing with combat sports. You guys, there are people in the MMA sphere and in the boxing sphere that can't consistently sell over 250000 over 300000 And this guy has sold over a million, and all of his performances, they obviously are doing something right. You know what? What would be a crazy idea would be kind of what you said. Like, you have a UFC card, and you put them a little bit lower on the card. But you have, like... Mm -hmm. um. You have a portion of the card dedicated to maybe one fight, which is like a celebrity fight. And I wouldn't say it's a yeah. celebrity fight per se, where it's just like, oh, Lindsay Lohan versus Kim Kardashian. But it's to be like, it's to be like two <laughs> Lindsay people. Lindsay Lohan would kill that bitch. <laughs> okay, well, I don't know. All right. I don't know what Lindsay's capable of. But all, right. what, all I'm saying is you have a, a, a fight dedicated on the card to say, this person has been training for X amount of time and dedicated to the craft, and so is this person too. We don't need, oh my gosh, let's get Jake Paul versus Kairos Bodley prelims at 3-8. Like, no, it has to be at least like <laughs> yeah. comparable, and they have to have a massive following because people don't realize this, but the Paul brothers have a massive following. Like, I remember... Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yes, like, it can't just be some average Joe. It can't just be, oh, well, this person has blonde hair and blue eyes. Let's put them on the car. No, it's got to be... They have to have a name behind them. All right, Mike, what's your thoughts on uh, a Legends League in mixed martial arts and whether it could be successful? You know something? I think that we almost got our Legends League. We were so close to it. I'll tell you... The fact is, I think people's memories are pretty short when they consider that this is what Bellator was building when they invited mm -hmm. Fedor into um, Bellator. This is what they were building when they invited Hoist Gracie into Bellator. This is what they were building. When, when you look at it, for a while there, it looked as though, uh, I'm trying to choose my word carefully here, but it looked as though they were creaming off the cast-offs of um, the UFC. Everybody that was a name they were looking to kind of clinch, whether it be the Quinton Jacksons of this mm -hmm. world. who. But the, the key thing is they had to have a little bit of life in them, a bit of fight left in the dog. Now, what I think they soon found out is what Kairos has hit upon, traction. If they aren't putting bums on seats, doesn't matter how back in the day they were legends and back in the day people used to flock to see them, if they aren't attracting people now, ain't gonna work ain't gonna happen this isn't something that they're interested in and hence the reason why i'm not sure if anybody noticed it but midway through their acquisition stage of these legends mm -hmm. they suddenly turned around and said um well we're no longer we aren't in the business of taking on the ufc's waifs and strays they actually said that or words to that effect so they obviously had a change of heart because of what kairos has said traction bums on seats are they actually filling arenas at the time when you could actually go into arenas so that's the key thing um 
I don't think it has any legs now because of what I've just kind of like set out there. Mm-hmm. It has to be from a lucrative point of view, from a, um, a, a cash through the till and bums on seats point of view, it has to be worthwhile for the promotion to actually do it. So no, don't think it has any legs. Um, yes, there has been precedent. They tried to do this before. But um, just moving to your point about the Paul brothers and, you know, could we see something like that being in, enacted in the MMA sphere? Yes. We've seen it again um, with um, Aaron Chalmers. Aaron yeah. Chalmers used to fill out arenas, not because of his mixed martial arts prowess, but the fact is he had a following from his cult TV hit, Geordie Shaw. Now, for me, I don't think that um, Scott Coker will be waving away the Paul brothers if they came to him with a proposition, if they came to him with an idea, if they came to him with an offer. So I some, some way down the line, I see the Paul brothers actually stepping up and entering mixed martial arts because they do put bums on seats. That's why I kind of yeah. like, I paused when you said, when you said, you know, they actually attracted two million buys. And I thought, hold on a minute. It's because of the Jake Paul factor here. The Paul effect is what we're witnessing, not Mike Tyson. Guaranteed, hands down, mm. people were paying to see Jake Paul. Perhaps, perhaps. I, I agree with that sentiment partly, but I think there still was a lot of intrigue. And I think the marketing for Tyson, they they, they marketed it well. And I mean, it didn't get my pay-per-view by, I, I mean, I, I, I illegally streamed it. How but, dare you? <laughs> How I'm dare that you? I'm that guy. Yeah, I illegally streamed it. But uh, wow. I, hey, in all fairness, right, in all fairness, I was, I was at my mother's house, so I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to, um, I was going to buy the pay-per-view and then have it charged to her account mm-hmm. like I used to when I was a kid and then just leave. And hold, then... hold it a minute. But... <laughs> just just pause just right What there. are you going to say? Uh, can, you, can you hear this? G, can you hear this? Can you hear this, Kairos? Beep, beep, beep. That's a truck backing yep. up. That's you. Yep. <laughs> Illegal streamed it. Own it. <laughs> Own it. <laughs> yep, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll put my hands up. I'll put my hands up and say it, but okay, yeah, I'm a, I'm, I'm a say it with your chest. Yeah, say, I should say it with my chest. <laughs> Speaking of somebody who will say it with their chest, G, what are your thoughts on this Legends League? Oh boy, uh, the Legends League. I don't think there's too much of a market for it, and the reason why I say that is because what kind of what Michael said about Bellator. Every time Bellator announces some geriatric um, match, <laughs> oh. every everybody. <laughs> Wow. Everybody, everybody starts complaining. You didn't notice that people be like, who the fuck asked for this? When like some old head fights another old head or like, oh, great, Scott's giving us another fight we didn't ask for. I don't know about y'all, but on my timeline, I see a lot of people like, I'll watch it. But what the fuck? And <laughs> without a lot of really good expert marketing, like Kairos mentioned, I don't know if this idea is going to stay afloat. Mm-hmm. And someone like me is going to watch it because even if Scott puts on something I didn't ask for, my ass watches it. But I think to lure in people that aren't purists like the three of us, um, you're going to have to do some really intense marketing and sell it. And mm-hmm. I don't know if if a company or organization wants to do all that for something that, you know, not really there's a market for out there like that. You know, it's a lot of work to get people interested in something. So I don't know if it's going to be successful. And as far as the 
Logan, um, whoever they are, the Logan brothers, Paul, Jake, um, I'm not familiar with them, but I, I don't agree with Kairos on this at all, but it could be because I'm a snobby little purist. I, I don't <laughs> I don't I don't want to see yes. them. Yes, I I am. I admit it. I don't and I don't want to see them in the UFC or any mixed martial arts organization for a couple of reasons. I feel like they dilute the actual sport. Does it bring mainstream uh, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Uh, it, it brings revenue. It brings new fans. Mm -hmm. It makes it mainstream. And those, yes, are good things. But we have to understand that it's also going to bring a shit ton of things we're not going to like. And we're all going to complain about. We're not going to like the Logan Brothers fan base. We're going to be trolled by their little fans that don't know shit about MMA. They'll be online attacking us and, and being miserable when MMA Twitter is already a hellscape. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> yeah, that's true. And secondly, and secondly, what about the fighters that have put in the work and have been lifelong martial artists and now getting paid less because uh, a guy, Jake, who's been training for two years can bring in more buys than them? I just have a problem with that. And it also, to me, makes martial arts and, and the UFC a spectacle. I don't want to see it. It, it just, I don't know, it, it's not like when you add a new weight class. I feel like something like that when, when we all discussed the 165 division. Now, that sounded like something, if you, if you bring to the UFC, it brings a nice change. It brings productive change, and it gets everybody excited. With this, it just brings mainstream attention, but a lot of negativity. So I don't want to see it, but like I said, I'm snobby. So we shall see. And I definitely don't want to see celebrity fights. I don't want to see Justin Bieber fight Tom Cruise in the UFC. <laughs> yeah. I don't Let want to see the boys on play, G. Yeah. Let them do it. Let them do it on some other organization. Like, I'm still waiting for Chris Brown to fight Soldier Boy. I was ready to pay for that. Oh. I wasn't even going to be like Asanga and streaming. I was ready to give them my money because I knew Chris Brown, um, always in jail, having ass, is going to beat up Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy is a fake, you know, thug. He's just a rapper. Chris Brown is the real deal. You saw what he did to Rihanna, and he's oh, been in jail. Oh, you know Jesus what I'm saying? So, Christ. Yeah. Okay. Let, let, let's, I let's, wanted to see that. Why? Why do we have to see that in um, MMA or the UFC? Why? I have a quick question for you about that. <sighs> mm -hmm. Okay. Let's say Jake Paul and his brother decide. You know what? We're going to train mixed martial arts 24/7, every facet of the game. And mm -hmm. they have two amateur bouts, and then they end up having one or two professional fights. And then Dana White says, you know what? Do you want to be on the next season of The Ultimate Fighter? And they oh. get in that way. Mm -hmm. And let's say by some miracle, they won The Ultimate Fighter. Then would you be like, you know what? They do deserve to compete in the UFC. Or would you be like, well, it's still The Ultimate Fighter. They're unproven. No, I would, I would agree with this. If you put them on, the, if they train, they hit the regional circuit, and they hit the contender series or the tough house and win, I mean, you can't, you can't stop them. You can't, I would respect that because it's like they took a route a martial artist would take. They hit the regional um, route, and, before, and prior to the regional route, they trained. Like, you know, like a yeah. regular martial artist, like the same people we watch in the UFC. They trained, they, hit the, they got regional... Um, expertise and then they made it to the big leagues i do not have a problem with that i have a problem with um jake or whatever beating up somebody that shouldn't have been a boxer and now he wants to fight connor you making my sport look stupid and yeah. then and then once you do that fellas get ready for tom cruise versus justin bieber britney spears <laughs> versus somebody christina aguilera yeah bro, christina that's a aguilera <laughs> maybe me versus somebody like just get ready for the shit show so it's like you say you want mainstream but when we get it you might not like what comes with it 
That's true. Okay, G, I have, before I hand over to uh, mm-hmm. Mr. Morgan, I have two questions to ask of you. So, you uh, going back to, uh, well, the geriatric fight announcements, as, 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 you, as you called it. Yeah. So, you, you, so, a little part of you wasn't excited when Bellator announced that Rampage would fight Fedor. That's my first question. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> no. What? Not even a nostalgia. Bad. Not even a little nostalgia. And you thought, okay, yeah, like I, I'm not gonna lie, right? I kind of got excited for that fight. Like I, I was a bit low key about it because I saw like the reception it got online, and then when I saw the way Rampage turned up, the kid's right. condition for right. that fight, which, which didn't shock me by the way. I was like, oh, uh-huh, y'all God. got what you uh, wanted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like. All right, and uh, last question on the, on on the on the Paul brothers. I think, as, as Mike said, if the Paul brothers came to Scott Coker and they said, "Okay, let me fight in Bellator. Let's do a boxing match in Bellator." If Jake Paul said to Scott Coker, "Let me fight Dylan Dennis in a boxing match," that would do that would do big big numbers for Bellator. But that's not my question. My question is, <laughs> who wins in a boxing match between Jake Paul and Dylan Dennis? <laughs> oh, in a boxing match? In a boxing match between Jake Paul and Dylan Dennis. Oh, I think Jake Paul. Um, Thank yeah, Jake you. Paul. What, yeah, Jake Paul. Jake Paul beats this man like hundred <laughs> percent. If it he decapitates him, yeah, uh, he might I not mean, decapitate him. I mean, Dylan doesn't have hands, but he does train in it. And nah. Jake Paul's been training two years. Let like yeah. let's not act like Jake Paul is really good in his two years. He's just been training in two years. And oh, Dylan, he, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And Dylan Dennis does train. It's just that mm-hmm. his expertise is that he's a Brazilian jiu-jitsu. jiu-jitsu. He's a grappler, right? But yeah. if you put them up, you know, boxer versus boxer, nothing on the ground, <clears throat> Dylan might be able to give him a good uh, a good fight. I don't think Jake Paul is that good, but I think he could edge him out. Yeah. Well, all, all i got to say is uh, Nate Robinson lost one for the culture this last weekend. Don't put that That's on. That's what he gets. I'm joking. I wanted that reaction. I wanted that reaction. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Kyra. Guys, we got to stop nah. putting the culture on people who don't represent the culture, first of all. Second of all, not to, <laughs> not to knock he? him. Not to knock Nate Robinson, but I'm just saying. We got every single time a black person gets absolutely demolished, it's like, oh, he lost one for us. He lost one. Well, guess what? You lost one for the culture when you didn't speak up in public around your white friends when they were testing you. You lost one in public. And so like, we don't need to be putting stuff on yeah. people. Let, let Nate Robinson recover. He did an admirable job at showing up. I'm I, tell you who did, I tell you who did lose one for the culture. Sorry. Deontay Wilder losing to uh, Tyson Fury in Black History Month. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The ancestors yeah. weren't happy about that. Yeah. I haven't got over that yeah. to this day. <laughs> to this day. <laughs> to this day. All right, I'm gonna hand over to uh, Mr. Michael Morgan. So listen to his okay. the sultry tones of his voice now, people. The Professional Fighters League, I have to say, grabbed headlines when early this week that they announced that Clarissa Shield. I kept calling her Clarissa. It's Clarissa Shield. Now she's considered the best female boxer in the world and PFL have signed her they've signed her to excuse me a multi uh, fight deal now just let me just set the scene and there's a reason why I'm setting the scene she's 25 years of age and she is an American three division boxing world champion and she's a two-time Olympic gold medalist she's won all of her 10 uh, professional bouts now this is like since coming back from the 2016 Olympic Games Mm -hmm. and she's basically chosen 
to make PFL her home alongside um, boxing. So she's double dipping. Basically, she will continue to box professionally as she embarks on a multi-year PFL MMA career. Now, there was a reason why I was bigging up and basically setting out um, my stall talking about her accolades and her pedigree and where she's coming from. I mean, I just want to underline this. She's a two-time Olympic gold winner. Now, they're throwing in um, this, I would say, tremendous athlete into their roster Mm. where basically they are, I suppose, it's like a wolf in a uh, in a in a in a hen coop because she's going to lay waste to them my question is this first of all what did you make of the signing was it unexpected that she was snapped up by the pfl but secondly this is kind of like inspired from a recent conversation i had with g it's great to see knockouts it's great when we see total domination but is that competitive is that what we are really really here to see I'm going to go with Kairos first. I want to see utter domination. That's what I want to see. I want to see. I want to see someone be like, God damn, they should have let y'all in this sport. Like, I, I can't speak for everybody. I'm only, and I'm always just going to speak for myself. I want to mm. see pure domination. I know that there's a lot of people. I've, I've, I've quote tweeted it when she got signed. I was completely shocked because I was like, I didn't really hear about her doing anything like amateurish or regional circuit or anything. But she was talking about and you saw her training with people. And so, But I just didn't think it was like for real. I just thought it was just like a hobby or something that she was just doing on, on her side time. But when she signed out, I, I said to myself, and I quoted, I was like, she's going to knock everybody out. And when I say everybody, I mean people in the PFL, because let's be honest, when we look at the PFL, who do we have that are good enough strikers to at least close the distance so that they can grapple in the first place? And also, we're going to act like she's not going to mm-hmm. be training every single day about with her grappling, with her anti-grappling. But for some strange reason, every anytime you tweet something like that, people lose all common sense and want to say stuff like, well, what happens when Kayla Hansen, Hansen gets her hands on as if you're going to fight <laughs> Kayla in, in your first fight? As if that's going to happen. Yeah. Oh, what happens when Amanda Nunes, as if Amanda Nunes isn't in another promotion and at the top of her division? Or what happens when, mm. or oh, oh, she's this type of fighter. It's like, okay, it doesn't matter what type of boxer she is. It is four ounce gloves. Mm-hmm. She hits hard. And most of the strikers in the PFL, in the women's, whatever division she's going to be in. I doubt she's going to be like, I, she's probably going to be in 145 or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever division, the heavier divisions. Does it, I don't see anybody in those divisions who have the striking defense or grappling that's as imposing in the bottom tiers to stop her as she's rising because they're not going to push her hard. But for some strange reason, people just want to see people fail. People just always have to point the finger like, oh, you shouldn't be here. You won't. I promise y'all she's going to dominate and I'm excited. Fuck all y'all talking shit about her. <laughs> oh. <laughs> How about you, G? Um, I feel like today Kairos is my arch enemy. Like you are talking to me. Like um, I do, but I will say this: I'm not the person that is wishing her not to do well. So I'll take myself out of that segment of what he said. But what I do think is that some fans are like me. They're concerned about her takedown defense. They're concerned about her checking, you know, checking leg kicks. Why? Because when we've seen crossover fights, what happens? The person who's a boxer gets taken down and submitted or out-wrestled. I mean, come on. CM Punk was a wrestler. What happened to him? All you had to do was take him down. 
Didn't he train every day for that fight? The same way uh, Clarissa Shields going to train every day for a takedown defense? You, you know what I mean? And then, um, mm-hmm. well, who was it? James Tony. Um, no. How long did it take <laughs> for him to go let's down? No, he's let's not bring James Tony into this. Come on, he's a hard hitter too. You know, like I think the concern what, is that. What did he call himself in that in that promo? The Dark Emperor. Do you remember? <laughs> oh my god! Oh wow! And he, that was so predictable. Like everybody knew he wasn't going to do shit, knew right? Was gonna Except James Tony. That shit was hilarious. But and he came out. I'm pretty sure he had like the Muay Thai flare shorts. You know the yeah, UFC ones. He was ready. I thought he was going to throw some kickbacks. Nope. Oh, you killed me with that. So I think that's what the concern is, is that we've seen this before. We've seen people cross over and we've seen them drown when it comes to takedown defense, getting kicked, sprawls, whatever you want to call it. And that is my concern Mm -hmm. because you don't really have to be that good. All you got to do is get inside once and take her down. And is she prepared Mm -hmm. for that is my concern. But do I want to see this? Yes. And do I think PFL is going to maybe give her a couple cans and, and do this right? Well, I hope they do. I hope they do. Yeah. You know, I hope they build yeah. her and we have fun while they build her. Now, if anybody needs you a can, it's her. Not MVP, not not everybody else getting the fastballs <laughs> down the middle. Mm-hmm. This is the person that you give the cans to. Go ahead. Yeah. But you see, that's the thing. That's why I was asking specifically, G, mm-hmm. of a conversation that we had recently. We are going to see her before she um, has any sniff of anybody with any um, takedown um, prowess in their armory. We're going to see her, obviously, in a situation where it enables her to shine. We get to see the best of Clarissa in these matches coming up. They're planning three matchups where she gets to showcase, she gets to shine, she gets to basically, um, well, whet people's ap- appetite in terms of why she was signed. But that, that's that's why I asked. I mean, do we really want to see that? Personally, you know my stance on this. I want to see it. I'm with mm-hmm. Kairos. I want to see her knock fools out. Yeah. But I'm yeah, now interested in Chisanga. What's Chisango got to say on it? Chisango's got a cough for some reason. I haven't, haven't got COVID, but Chisango's got a cough right now. <laughs> <laughs> your elbow, please. Oh, God. Okay, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm down for it. Like, look, I, I, I woke up, uh, I can't remember what time in the morning on, on the day of the announcement, but I woke up in a daze and I thought that I saw the PFL thing. I was like, I must just be seeing stuff. And mm-hmm. then when, when I actually came to, I was like, oh, my God. Like, this, like... This is a huge acquisition. Like I, 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 I don't think people realize, uh, as you said, the the pedigree, the um of, of Clarissa, like a a two a two time Olympian, uh, yeah. yeah, like uh, undefeated. Uh, well, is she, how many divisions is she champion in? Two, three. three, yeah, three. Three division boxing. Yeah, champion. middleweight, super middleweight. Yeah, li- yeah, exactly. Yes, two-time Olympian. Yeah, exactly. Well, world championships and uh, and Pan American Games championships. Like, I'm all in. I'm all in. And the thing is that what will aid her in her mixed martial arts journey is that she has time. She's only 25 years old. Like, I mean, if she was to well work on her takedown defense for in her jujitsu for five years, I mean. Who knows? Like she, like she's already shown that she's a prodigy in mixed martial arts. Let's, what's not to say that she could do a BJ Penn and get her black belt in like a year? Didn't BJ Penn get his black belt in like a, a year or something? Something ridiculous. That is insane. Did he? Yeah, he yeah, did oh, get he, it in a short period. Of time. It, it was it was just wow. it was yeah. a stupid short amount yeah. of time. So like I mean, who's to say that she she can't go and, and become a become a whiz? I mean, she's like not even reached her athletic prime. Like 
But if she is to go and do that, I think... Well, she, she, well I, I know boxing is her bread and butter, and that's going to be her, her, her breadwinner for... The, yeah, yeah, her breadwinner for, for well, probably the next maybe 10 years or so. Like, okay, well, let's say... Yeah, let's say 10 years and take, take it to 35. But for her to in order for her to have true success she really has to immerse herself in in uh in combat well not combat sports in uh in in, in jiu-jitsu and in uh and in wrestling and not just gi jiu-jitsu she has to do no gi uh mma jiu-jitsu because i think that's kind of a mistake that some some uh, strikers make when when they come into mixed martial arts they think oh yeah i can get into these positions in in, in the gi and I'll, I'll be fine but when when it comes to actually fighting it's a completely different kettle of fish mm. but i'm all for this fight i would like like kara says i want to see her like knock people knock people dead but mm. I, I don't understand why people were were shitting on the announcement like I was just like, this is like a huge. Can you imagine if the UFC signed her? Like everybody. Well, if I think it'd be completely different. I think it's it's. I think the fact that it's the PFL people are, are shitting on it. They're like, oh well. Yes. That, if Spot on. if it was a UFC or well, even if it was Bellator, yeah, people would be like, oh yeah, this is this is huge. This is awesome. Blah blah blah. This mm. shows that boxing's mm. dead or whatever. They, people would that would be people's mantra. They they literally be saying, oh, boxing's dead. The world champ, multiple world champions come over. But anyway, I want to see her. Like, I want to see her fight people. Do I want to see her like fight Chris Cyborg right away? No. Hell no. Do you know what I mean? No. But although, have you seen the video of those two sparring? Yeah, I saw it a little Does while it, ago. No, I haven't. Oh I've yeah. Seen it, no. They were throwing heat, dude. Like the seriously. Like Clarissa was obviously like getting getting the better of the exchanges, but Cyborg she she held herself well. But I d- I don't know how much of that was Clarissa like letting her. It's kind of like I don't know if you, I don't know if you uh, saw the. The video of uh, Lomachenko sparring TJ Dillashaw, and everybody lost their mind. They're like, "Oh yeah, TJ Dillashaw! Oh, he's hanging with Lomachenko or whatever." Lomachenko <laughs> was clowning that man like he was just having fun. Do you know what I mean? Like, don't get me wrong. Obviously, well, TJ hung in there per se. I put hung in there with in, in between air quotes. But anyway, I'm excited for Clarissa Shields and. You never, well, you never know. Like this could be a path for her to to get to the UFC eventually. Like it, m- maybe in like five year, five or so years. Like Amanda Nunes will be gone, Chris Cyborg will be long gone, and there's gonna be well, there's gonna be a a, a, a void for a big name in mixed martial arts. So and at- five years, I'd be shocked and surprised if the UFC don't come sniffing in the next eighteen months. You think? Yeah, I think it's quick. One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, but then you. But then, as 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 uh, as G said, you could. Well, when you're at the UFC, everybody's uh, everybody's facets are 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 top notch. So so to say, okay. Well, and I take that back because I know somebody's going to bring up John Phillips's uh, lack of takedown defense. I'm not taking the, I'm not taking the piss out of John Phillips, but I I, I know somebody would bring that up as as an example, mm-hmm. but. When you get to that level, most people's grappling and jujitsu is at a decent, decent level, like a, a a high-ish level. So you would run the risk of having having her come in and then like somebody just smoking her in like twenty seconds. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I think you know. Carry on. Who is into was, that? Was me. I'm disrespecting you. I'm coming for your neck right now. We act like this is the oh. first time this happens. This is not the first. What happened when Mackenzie Dern transitioned into MMA? What was the first thing everyone said? Oh, but she ain't got no striking. So, so when people just stuff, 
yes, but she's still getting knocked down. Okay, yes, that's a fact and a half. But she's still winning, though. She's winning yeah. far greater than she's losing. We have a whole mm -hmm. bunch of crossover athletes who are um, are a whiz in one single discipline, and then they come over to mixed martial arts, and they're successful. Loma Luke Boomy is, came over from kickboxing, and look at how well she's doing. Like, I'm not sitting here saying that she's yeah, competing for a world sure. title, but you have people who yeah. are just aces at what they do so well, and all they have to do is force you to fight their game, and they'll be just fine. It's just so strange to me that with mixed martial arts fans, with people who swear they watch the sport so much, who swear they consume all this knowledge, fail to see how that has happened in the past, fail to see how Daniel Cormier went from wrestling straight into MMA, freaking won the Strike Force Grand, Grand Prix Championship in like a year of competing in MMA, but we forget about that. We forget about all of these, I'm sorry, I'm chewing gum and it's almost falling out of my mouth. <laughs> what I'm saying though is this, it's not as simple as people are making it out to be. If Clarissa, Clarissa, I'm sorry, if she just decides, you know what, I'm putting all my attention into this, you know, like I did with boxing, she's going to be fine. She's going to be knocking everyone dead. We're acting like the people that she's going to be facing in the PFL are world-class Jose Aldo leg kickers or people who have takedowns like DC. She's not going against those people, and she's not going to be going against them until she's ready to go against them. And then even mm -hmm. when she gets to the UFC, what division is she going to fight in? What, what division would you say she's fighting in? Well, it, it probably would be 145. Okay, that's, there's that's three people yeah. in that division. She'll be fine. She'll be fine. Like, and the three people in the division aren't even that. You got Norma Dumont, who just fought at 135, so she ain't even in the division no more. You got that other girl yeah. who loses to everybody. You got the girl yep. who's blocked. You got <laughs> Megan Anderson, who wants to, like, get, get out of Y'all got to spare me with this one. Ky Kyrus, I agree with, with your rhetoric, but what I was saying was... Um, I was saying it going off what Mike was saying that she gets signed in eighteen months. That's what I was saying. Like I, I don't think she'd be able to, to, implement her game, make make her get or make her striking game so dominant that she would be able to keep UFC caliber fighters off off her and keep them off her, keep her self yeah, off the back. But but Chisanga. We have been here before. Kairos is absolutely right. And, you know, we don't even have to look back for only, you know, the, 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 the time machine to remember that Holly Holm. Remember, she was, um, she defended her boxing title 18 times. Yes, yeah, she did. In yeah. three weight classes. She's the two-time Ring Magazine Fighter of the Year. Now, for me, this is the scenario that I'm throwing up in my mind. I'm seeing this Holly Holm scenario repeating itself in Clarissa Shields. I really do see it. I see them doing the same thing that they did with Holly Holm with Clarissa when she comes over. Mm -hmm. She will inevitably come over. And I, like I say, I see it being 18 months. I don't think we should be looking too much into, you know, the fact that she is um, in the boxing realm. No, no. We know that the UFC have mitigating and, um, well, form in actually ensuring that, you know, they bring them on in a way that showcases their skill, mm -hmm. their um, go-tos, their strong points. And like I say, I keep coming back to Holly Holm as that case in point. But I think Holly Holm, she at least had two years like well, at least I think it was two or three years that she had from her last boxing fight until she made it until she got into the UFC. But mm -hmm. I think she. Well, that's why I'm saying eighteen yeah. months. Eighteen months. Okay. All right. Thank we'll revisit you. this.
We'll revisit this shit when she comes back. We're not going to she when she's I can't believe I just double teamed you with Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Mm-mm. All right. <laughs> You're nasty. I'm, I'm just going to be but quiet speaking, now. Spe- speaking of Kairos, as uh, I've built him up to such a crescendo, and as you probably can, can hear now, I'm speaking in muffled tones because I'm actually buckling under the weight of Riot Shield because I know he's going to bring it this <laughs> week. Kairos, what are you bringing to the table? Every single time we have a triumph in the UFC, whether it's, oh, recently UFC 4 has just gotten acknowledged by ESFL, which is an online gaming commission that allows people to have tournaments for their sport. And it's big for gaming online, whether you're on computer, Xbox, whatever. Massive win for the UFC. You see Habib trying to have um, the UFC or more so MMA in the Olympics. But we all know if it ever happens, it's probably going to be the UFC being in the Olympics, not any other organization. Mm -hmm. And I started to think to myself, Every single time the UFC triumphs, is the whole sport of mixed martial arts triumphing with it? And I'm going to tell y'all this right now. No, it's not. I don't think so for a second. Any single time we talk about major promotions in XYZ and this fight is so phenomenal, nine times out of ten, they were in the UFC and they dropped down into that division. And I'm not saying we as in us on the show, but I'm saying we as in an MMA community. I see a lot of people, whenever we're talking about fight cards, whenever we're talking about exciting fights, nine times out of ten, it's a fighter who was fighting in the UFC. And that's why it's, oh, well, this card is so stacked because we got Lawrence Larkin, former UFC fighter. We got X- mm-hmm. Hector Lombard, former UFC fighter. We got mm-hmm. all these names that we always name off for other organizations are byproducts of the UFC. We see the UFC getting video games. We see the UFC getting this and third. We see them having fighters who have alcohol that they make on the octagon and being able to like promote it even when they're not competing. Like, I am very hard-pressed to rationalizing other organizations actually benefiting off of the UFC success. And who am I yeah. going to ask about this? Um, Mr. Morgan. Okay. You're absolutely right, Kairos. Absolutely 100% right. The UFC are a finely oiled machine, and the UFC sets out to benefit the UFC when they put out PR, when they put out Puff. Look at the way that they control the media. The media actually feeds into the narrative of the UFC is the epitome of the sport, and that is repeated ad nauseum. So anything positive, any trickle-down, anything which is going to be as a result of um, one positive aspect being put out there for MMA is always going to benefit the UFC. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm in complete agreement with Mike. Uh, you only have to... Like, like, like you were, like you were to, uh, like, like you were saying there beforehand, Karis. Obviously, the UFC are now uh, a globe, more globally recognized with, with 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 their video game. But casuals are just gonna, well, casual observers of of the sport, and I'm talking like the what the, the older generations or whatever you who only only see it in passing will ju- just know the sport as UFC. Do you do you know what I mean? Or like anytime there's like a mixed martial arts or art or arts event on I'll, I'll use my fiance as an example she's like oh is uh, no not my fiance because she's actually now got a, a better understanding of mixed martial arts i'll use i'll use uh my sister as an example anytime she sees me watching mma she's like oh is that ufc or whatever and yeah i i i don't agree that when all mixed martial arts promotion well when mixed martial arts promotions are are triumphing that it's that it's them just being the sole beneficiary. I I think it is the UFC because like the example that you use there of 
in particular Bellator, like when when one of their like when when they when they signed when. Just look at the example of when they signed uh, Gegard Mousasi or whatever. Everybody was talking about, oh yeah, he's top ranked in the UFC, top ranked in the UFC. That was the nar- the overwhelming narrative, and the UFC must have just been loving it because they were just like, okay, well, we've lost one of the best middleweights in the world, but all the media are, are talking about his move from the UFC, why he left the UFC, and they're the promotion are in the headlines and Bellator stories. Do you know what I mean? So. Yeah, I the the UFC are the are the beneficiary of everything. To to be honest, they've they've cornered the market, and as Mike said, they've uh, cornered and corralled the media. Yeah, I guess I'm up. Um, <laughs> yes, yes, I totally agree. I think the UFC is the beneficiary of all mixed martial arts, and and y'all remember when the UFC bought up? Who did they buy? WEC, Zufa. That should tell you something right there. Like. They bought mm-hmm. up that organization, absorbed the fighters, voila, made it UFC. I think um, MMA benefits when other organizations do well. For example, if the UFC had not absorbed the WEC and Zufa or whatever, um, and let's say they had become like another organization to watch outside of Bellator and it picked up steam, or if Bellator got even more popular, I think that will benefit mixed martial arts, the sport. But when it comes to mixed martial arts in general, UFC gets all that shine. You know, it's the premier league. It's where all the fighters want to fight. And Kairos is absolutely right. Every time one of these second, you know, the, these other organizations get a UFC fighter, they start promoting that person like crazy. And it'll be someone that got cut or is too old to fight now. And and they'll be like, yep, well, we got him. So what does that tell you? You know, and it's just unfortunate because I would love, love for like, Bellator or other organizations to get just as popular and we can all just talk about different organizations with the same you know the same way we talk about the mm-hmm. UFC that would be dope and that would that in my mind is what I would like to see for MMA because to me that that's the mainstream I want to see you know other organizations just as popular and and having just as talented fighters in their organizations and giving us more to talk about not necessarily bringing in you know Tom Cruise or the Jake Paul brothers. <laughs> That's the recipe, G. That's the formula. It's the recipe. I hate it. The day Justin Bieber and Tom Cruise fight, or like, you know, we have celebrity undercards, or you know, or if they do the fight, my dream fight, Soldier Boy versus Chris Brown, but it's in the <laughs> UFC. I'm gonna be so sad because we're gonna see a lot of WWE or wrestling antics once we start doing that stuff. I'm telling you, we're gonna open the door to a bunch of nonsense. We don't already yeah, got I those can't... antics though. <laughs> it will get worse. It will get worse. This is the mm-hmm. same thing I was talking about last time. I was like, people were so upset that Snoop Dogg was commentating <laughs> during oh. that fight. And I told y'all, so y'all can, y'all are upset that Snoop Dogg is commentating on one night, but we had Mike Goldberg for decades. And we we forgot yeah. about that him. That's a good point. We forgot about him. That's how quickly, like, we would get used to it, especially if oh, we didn't overdo we, it every we, single event. We shouldn't have to because <laughs> the NBA doesn't have, like, oh, let's, you know, have, like, the, the cast of Friends play LeBron James. But they don't have commentators mm. that are just, like, just idiots like Mike Goldberg <laughs> and um, Snoop Dogg. Like, don't you see that other sports, other organizations, they're far more professional than ours. And it's like, if we're going to go mainstream, we should also be professional as well and not have like, 
you know, like bum fights, you know, I don't, I don't know. They don't do it in the NBA. There is no like, okay, the fans can now play this, the team, the Bruins. Like we don't, they don't do that. They don't have um, a rapper or um, I don't know any white musicians right now off the top of my head, but they don't have, (laughs) (laughs) what? (laughs) they don't have like, you know, somebody just, commentating from 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 a rock group like but in mma and the ufc they get snoop dogg come on let's be professional here is is it fun yes and do some people like it of course but don't don't be upset when people laugh at us and then this opens the door to more cringy things and 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 things we don't like or when things become scripted okay get ready for that once we start doing shit like that uh yeah well i think we're kind of yeah no you know i I, I think i was going to segue into what you were going to say mike so on you go now i was going to say um the 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 audacity of this this company who approached snoop dogg (laughs) and they sent me a press release basically it was um it was a online cam company um, which specializes obviously in oiled up women and uh, doing uh, all sort of uh, uh, raunchiness. But they wanted to pay Snoop Dogg $1 million to actually describe for deaf, uh, sorry, for blind people what was actually going on in terms of action on screen. That sounds so exploitative. Real story. That's so yeah. Real story. Yeah. <laughs> Well, isn't that you know kind of like making fun of blind people too? Like they can't see shit. Why don't we get Snoop Dogg to tell you? You know what I mean? Like a part of me is like, yeah, that's kind of gross, but maybe it's just me. I'm, you, look, uh, like, I if I was to ever go blind or wherever, you, I would not want Snoop Dogg right. narrating. <laughs> <laughs> narrating. Yeah, right. Yeah, I would not want Snoop Dogg narrating Can those you? explicit scenes or whatever. But nah. Come on now! I did, did any of you hear him on the on the broadcast of the Mike Tyson fight? No, I loved God. it. Oh my I God, was Mike! Thoroughly entertained. The too. snippet that I heard, I was absolutely entertained. When he, he was singing those funeral songs, it was it was when he got to the funeral song yeah. when my guy was like spark out flat on his face. Precious Lord, <laughs> take me home, take my hand. He oh, did him man. dirty, man. You insane. can't do that. Yes, that that's that cold. But, but wouldn't that be? Wouldn't that be fun if some quirky, crazy, corny um, organization just had bum fights? Whatever the sh- stuff you guys want, like the Paul Brothers, uh, Soldier Boy. Like, what if there was somebody that put together these fights at a cheap pay per view bout? Snoop Dogg would be perfect for that. Not for the Contender yeah. Series. Not for the UFC. But you put I'm together sure. bum fights. Yeah, put them on it. I'm sure there'd be some rich sheikh in the Middle East who happily have exactly. Soldier Boy fight. Yes, <laughs> Chris, have a whole Br- Chris Brown card. is yeah. Once yeah. a month, have celebrities be like, I want to fight him. And then, like, follow their training, too, like a corny little show. And they train, and then they finally meet up, and we pay 20 bucks. Have Snoop Dogg commentate on that. That That's fun to me. But in a in a professional, well, the UFC is working towards that. But in, in, a, in an MMA organization <laughs> where we're trying to be taken serious and be a sport, I don't, I don't think it's in our best interest to do that. But yeah, it, no, I I'm agreeing with you, G. Like, uh, I I get why they did it on the Contender series. Yes. To try to try and draw eyes to that, but you couldn't have you you couldn't have Snoop Dogg commentating on UFC 256 or 257. They'd just oh. be it would be an chaos. It would be chaos. It would be absolute mm. absolute. I mean, like 
Mike Goldberg got derided if he made the tiniest mistake or like didn't say the didn't pronounce a, uh, a jujitsu move correctly. Can you imagine how badly people would rag on Snoop Dogg? Oh or whatever? my god! Yes, <laughs> it'd be a nightmare. And speaking of Goldie, I, I know I know that he in, in the past he's he's uh, he's deserved his, his his licks or what have you. But I mean his. Is is iconic saying it is all over. It's all over. Like some of the greatest UFC finishes, like have been made a lot better from that commentary. Do you know what I mean? I agree with you. I know I just yeah. called him a dumbass, but I take it back because <laughs> I I did enjoy his commentary. Were there times where I rolled my eyes or was like, "What the fuck? You don't know what he's talking about?" Sure, um, <laughs> yeah. but I am with Chisanga. There are so many early nostalgic moments for me where that man screaming also had me screaming on a table you know like yeah it's just we just have good memories with him kairos i know he sounds crazy (laughs) and stuff but because you know it's so funny now that he's been removed from the ufc and then i go listen to bellator i have trouble transitioning to to his commentate commentating sometimes i'm like how did i like this like i'm not used to it anymore but at the time when he was with Joe, it, they worked well together, and the sayings were so bomb. But you know, we don't need him back, though. We good, you know. I kind of get, what, I kind of get where <laughs> like, Kyrus is coming from. But I, I like how you post faces that nice, uh, that nice little <laughs> comment there. Like, feel, we don't need him back because I feel where Kyrus is coming from. Because when I listen to Bellator, I kind of can't get with him no more. But back in the day, I loved him, you know. Mm-hmm. Just before we wrap up, just before we go. UFC Fight Night Hermanson versus Vittori goes down this coming weekend. Now, unfortunately, um, we're going to have to rely on Jack Hermanson and Marvin Vittori to give us our fix of European action as um, the much heralded uh, Leon Edwards versus Kamzat Chimaya uh. is sadly off oh. the cards. And we do wish uh, Leon um, a speedy recovery. I mean, um, checked in with him yesterday and um, whilst I couldn't really tell either here nor there in terms of where on the spectrum he was in terms of recovery the fact is he's still communicating so he's he's recovering at home which is the main thing so you know from all of us at the uh, Shots Fired podcast we do wish you a very speedy recovery my man but getting back to this Saturday's card Hermanson versus Vittori um, are there any runners and riders that float your boat on this? Because for me, it's all about Ovin St. Prue and our old friend of our um, other podcast, uh, the Wocast, Jamal Hill, friend of that podcast. We had a, we kicked it way back in, um, when was it now? June, I think it was, he came on the show. And um, it's high time we had him back. But I can't wait to see him in action because... A 6-0 going up against Ovin St. Prue, battle-tested Ovin St. Prue, 25-14. I really want to see that. I want to see where Jamal Hill is at. He talks a mm. good talk. Um, he looks fantastic. But the light heavyweight uh, division, um, because it is so shallow, I think there is room in there, obviously, for someone like Jamal Hill to make waves. But, um, Kairos, who are you looking forward to, if anybody? On the fight night, Hermanson versus Vittori card. Talia Santos about to fuck up Montana De La Rosa. They should have never made this fight. They should have never <laughs> handed out their contracts. They, I, I don't, I don't know what the UFC matchmakers are doing, but everyone always talks about the matchmakers do such a great job of putting together pr- very competitive. Now this ain't competitive. Montana De La Rosa's last fight wasn't competitive either against a similar strike like 
Talia Santos is she starts fast, she starts hard, she mm -hmm. hits, she reminds me of GDR a little bit. Not like mm -hmm. the GDR we see now, but like a little bit of a younger version of GDR. And I don't understand why they put together this. She's fight. got that range, similar range. And what is scary about her, even more so, is the fact that I don't think she's ranked right now and she has 17 fights. There are people who are in the Ooh. top five to ten who don't even have like ten fights. Like, you're gonna tell me. You're gonna tell me a woman of this caliber should be fighting people who aren't ranked? No, I like when we talk about fighters needing to be pushed. She probably shouldn't be pushed a little bit fat further than a lot of other people, but that'll never happen. But yeah, I'm excited to see Talia straight up like she's gonna end Montana. I'm sorry. How about you, uh, Chisanga? What are you looking forward to? <coughs> Coughing again, but <laughs> I do not have <laughs> that. You're, you're, look, you're looking forward to when they roll out the COVID vaccination. Yeah, it sounds like. yeah. You need to be first. <laughs> now, you know what fight I'm looking forward to? I'm looking forward to the Nate Landwehr fight and the Mosquera Ebola fight. It's, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like, no, like I was really impressed by uh, Evil. I can't Me even too. say his name properly. Evelov. That's what I call him. We'll call him Evlove. 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 I was really impressed by his performance uh, against Mike Grundy. Like, really, really performance. Yeah. He, uh, he, had, he had to deal with that adversity during that fight as well, but he, he got the job done. You saw how quickly he gets up? Like, he's that dude when he gets taken down. He's like, no, 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 no. And he yeah, exactly. Right I love And that. I mean, Mike Grundy is a legit, legit yes. wrestler. Like yes. people don't know about his uh, his his wrestling credentials. That every time Mike uh, took him down, like mm -hmm. he Evlo was just like, "Nah, I'm getting right back up." Yeah, and he then, either threw up a submission, which was impressive, or he got right back up. He wasted no time. It was a flawless performance. And Chisanga, he's what um, thirteen and zero undefeated, three fight win streak. He's twenty six as well. Like this Thank kid is you. young. Undefeated, yeah. and also he's like well rounded, like he can do it all. And I think Nate is gonna have his hands full. But I mean, if Nate wins, I gotta hear him, you know, talk about blood and all that stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, Nate, Nate sounds like a black guy from the south. It's just amazing. Yeah. Like, what the first time I heard him speak, I was like, my god, I've gone, I went to college with this guy at a black <laughs> at Howard University. Like, he sounded, he sounded like the linebacker from Howard University, one of the Bisons. And I'm just looking at yeah. him like, wow, and he's just so intriguing, so much fun. And he's scrappy. This this gonna be a good fight. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so G, I know that um, Chisanga stole your thunder there. Do you want to pick another one, or are you happy to stick <laughs> with that? That's what you're looking for. No, I'm, sorry. I'm still I'm still waiting for me to um, cluck with y'all about Anthony Smith and Jimmy Manuel. I can't wait. Exactly, Mike. You're about to close the show without letting her say it. <laughs> you're about to close the show. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. What was I thinking? Yeah, we got we have, we have to gossip, Mike. We we have to do this. So. <laughs> So we are going to cluck about what transpired between Anthony Smith and Jimmy Manoa after Anthony Smith's beautiful submission win over uh, Devin Clark. So we all know last Saturday at UFC Vegas 15 that Anthony Smith made quick work of Devin Clark with a beautiful yeah. triangle choke from the bottom. It was flawless. As Anthony celebrated his win and recuperated, Jimmy Manoa had something interesting to say about this win, and he tweeted, you know, um, that Smith was handed an easy fight in Devin Clark and that he would spark him. Now, this is from Jim Manawan. Now, of course, Anthony Smith responded via Twitter. And here's what he said. Um, <laughs> it was pretty funny. He said, Jim, 
Jimmy, are you up? Jimmy, wake up. You, no. you were dreaming again. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm, hold up. He was like, you were dreaming again. Wake up. And he said, I'm a fan of yours, but bro, chill. You know better. You've never said shit to my face other than mad props and fanboying. And I've been nothing but respectful to you. I expect the same. Dustin Dacoby, you can have him. <laughs> yeah, right? So Jimmy also had something to say in reference to this. Okay, he said, um, we have never met face to face. So no need to lie to make yourself look cool for your Twitter followers. And yes, you got fed an easy fight for your comeback. That's all. Hashtag respect. However, fellas. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, Jimmy was like, be gone. You still were fed that person. Like, Jimmy, like, I'm not here. I'm not having it. However, yeah. that exchange was not enough for Anthony Smith. His Twitter beef with Jimmy spilled over into an interview on the YouTube MMA show Line Movement MMA with James Lynch. Shout out James Lynch. Shout out to James Lynch, yes. And, um, y'all, the comments he made about Jimmy to me were stone cold and worse than the Twitter spat. Y'all ready? Mm. Anthony Smith referred to Jimmy as silly for his call out and said he, Jimmy, Jimmy Madden was, was incapable of staying conscious for his last four fights. <sighs> And retired due to his inability to stay conscious. And that Jimmy has no business trying to fight him. In fact, he said, I don't know what the hell he was thinking. He keeps falling asleep on the job. However, he did. And and then. (laughs) Shit. However, he did offer up Dustin Jacoby from his team to fight Jimmy again. So, okay. So, guys, let's discuss how this is low-key a burn at Jimmy Manawa, and there's no coming back from this if you're Jimmy unless you come out of retirement and knock Anthony Smith out cold. Because this is the thing. Anthony Smith is not a scallywag, okay? When he talks shit about you, he just keeps it polite to the point and he burns your ass up just like he did Jimmy. He's not the type of guy to take the shit talking too far. He's not going to call your wife a lamp. He's not going to say your mother should have swallowed you. A lamp. <laughs> He's not going to say your mother should have swallowed you like some other classless fighters we know. However, he Mm. still managed to insult Jimmy Manoa pretty badly. And this YouTube interview was the icing to the motherfucking insult cake. Okay? So here are my questions for the round table. Keep this in mind as you answer, okay? We watched Jimmy Manoa decline because he lost four fights in a row. Three out of those four losses were very scary knockouts. One of which was to Alexander Rockage. A KO that was downright frightening and unfortunately in front of Jimmy's children and I believe his wife. Shortly afterwards, Jimmy retired after that very notorious knockout by um, Rockage. So with that in mind, fellas, do you want to see Jimmy Manuel come out of retirement to fight Anthony Smith? And also, hypothetically speaking, does Jimmy, does Jimmy Manuel still have it to give Anthony Smith a good fight and who wins? And I will start with Chisanga Malata. Yes, I want to see this fight. You can't have you can't have beef like that, and there not be, then nothing come to come to fruition from it. I I want to see the fight, and I I messaged our group about this, uh, but I wanted to talk about this more today. Yes, Jimmy has lost uh, his, his last four fights in a row, and yes, three of them were 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 bad knockouts but look at the people who who knocked him out though Volkanos Demir we all know that he has like a a deadly one inch punch he, he he carries deceptive power Tiago Santos 
crazy power and that alexander rakic head kick that head kick would knock anybody out even like you know the the fat russian guy that slaps people that people can't knock him out you must have seen those videos online mm-hmm. like <laughs> of him slapping people dead that it would not it would knock that guy out too so like i i hand on heart don't believe jimmy's chin is as compromised as everybody says it is look even in, in the Jan Bohovic fight as well uh, at UFC London, the Verdeen Volkov card, Jan hit him with some big, big power shots. And mm. we all saw what Jan did to uh, Dominic Reyes. He gave him the stanky leg with that, uh, was it left hook he caught him with? Yeah. Yeah. Jan, Jan hits hit, uh, and like, he, yeah. he knocked out Luke Rockhold as well. So he took those shots. So, like, yes, there might have been some deterioration to, to Jimmy's chin, but again, I don't think it's as as bad as as everybody says just like i don't think luke rocco's chin is as bad as everybody says it is like i yeah so i i want to see this fight a hundred percent and yes i still think jimmy manuel has enough in the tank to take anthony smith's soul because who 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 wins wins? uh who would you pick to win let's say they booked the fight if they booked it like i mean i mean right now i think You'd you'd have to lean towards uh, Anthony purely just on, on on activity, but I mean I think stylistically I I've, I I think it's a difficult matchup for for Anthony as well, especially I mean Anthony doesn't really carry that much power as well. That's something that you need to to stop Jimmy Manor. Like you need to like he, Jimmy Manor is not going to go down from an accumulation of punches. You need one stop shot power. Anthony Smith doesn't have that and. I don't think that he'd pressure Jimmy as as much as he as much as other people would do. Like, because we've all seen that J- Jimmy is the one who dict- dictates the pace for his fights. For the majority of his fights, he like I I remember the Corey Anderson fight. Corey Anderson was just circling away from them the whole time. Jimmy was marching them down, mm-hmm. and then Jimmy just threw that left hook as well. And that's another thing. Jimmy Manor carries power in both hands, like not just not just one. So. I'd lean towards Anthony Smith at this moment in time, but like if they were to fight this weekend, obviously, obviously I would do. But with a good training camp behind him and good strategy, I think Jimmy could definitely take him out. Mm, good, good points there. What do you think, Mike? Well, first off, I, I've got to admit, um, if you're going to chuck it, you've got to be able to take it. So, you know, the fact that Anthony Smith is out here like slanging some serious... Um, words and you know effectively like you know burning Jimmy scorching that that earth mm-hmm. you can't really wrong him you can't really blame him for that but what you can wrong him for is he's doing this to a person who when's the last time that Jimmy fought quite a yeah. while back secondly he's doing this to, to someone who is clearly um, has got no um, no inkling of actually or sorry no hint of actually returning to the ufc anytime soon so it's nice to chuck out those words and it's easy to chuck out those words when you can actually um do it to a person who really isn't going to square up to you and you know the fact is i think we need to look at a a few things here first off when people look at jimmy's record yes they will see that the last um few knockouts have been savage they've been brutal they've been very worrying mm-hmm. when you yeah, look at them bad. but you know at least at the very least he can say that a he went out on his shield b um he did it against like stellar opponents he never backed down or chose opponents yeah. or maneuvered himself around to a situation to be in a fight where he should win 
Now, Anthony Smith knows hand on his lion heart that he can't say this. Devon Clark was gifted to him. He knows this. He accepts this. This was to get his confidence back. This was to get himself back in the game. But, you know, let's not forget as well, you know, he's on a, well, in, 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 in the last few fights, a four-fight loss streak. Now, you, you're probably wondering, four-fight, Alexander Rakic, loss. Glover Teixeira, loss. John Jones, loss. Home Invader, loss. Oh, now, the get on, Mike! Get on! The way that I look at it, he who Yo. lives in glass houses should not be throwing stones. And y'all now, think I'm you know, bad. I've got to mm. say, hand on heart and full disclosure, Jimmy's my boy, so I'm not going to let him be out here in these streets getting gnawed at. Lions eat first as far as I'm, I'm concerned. But, you know, if it were actually to come down to it, if it were actually to be a case where Jimmy has a full camp and he gets in there with... Anthony Smith. First of all, Jim, uh, Jimmy would maul him. He would terrorise him. That left hook is famous for switching people's lights off. But secondly, I really don't feel Anthony Smith is psychologically in there. He's not in the game anymore. Yeah. That home invasion, I personally feel, took a toll. Why would you come back into the cage having faced a so-called killer, and he is a killer in Alexander Rakic, and come back to somebody who was gifted to you, who you should win against. And I think I even heard it out of his mouth. Anthony Smith admitted he should have won that. He went in there and in the word of in, in the words of G, he did what he was supposed to have done. Mm -hmm. So yes, I feel that I want to see this. I I, I personally um, don't feel that Jimmy should come back, given that, you know, of the savage knockouts that I saw, they were hard to take, man. But it's not for me to decide. I'm not Jimmy. I'm not in charge of his career. I'm not in charge of his mindset or his um, ability to fight. If he wanted to come back, I would watch it. I really would. Yeah. But the fact is, I yeah. wouldn't promote it. As in, it's not something I would call for. It's not something that I would be begging to see. Mm -hmm. But knowing my money would be on Jimmy if he came back. Well, save the best for last. That would be myself. Um, just joking. Um, Y'all gonna skip Kairos like yo. that? <laughs> oh, word. You, you gonna skip Kairos like that? Listen, I had to get somebody back because Mike was about to end the show. So I figured I should sign Kairos and make myself the best for That's last. That's why I didn't see that. I, I was like, they did you, you wrong. Know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 well, thank you for letting me cut up because Mike, you know, screwed me over. But. Kairos, you go. <laughs> I mean, the way Anthony Smith was talking about Jimmy, Jimmy either needs to get in there and fight him or he needs to shoot him. Because you can't be talking <laughs> you can't be talking like that about somebody. So you you aren't awake for work like uh uh mm -mm. you can you cross the line with that and then you would have right. And then he kept giving him his friend. Like, I don't even take my you friend. That's not as good as me. You can't let that Go shit ahead. slide. The street still has Jimmy Jimmy's Manawa shooters out here. I can't let you get away with that, Anthony Smith. Oh, um, yeah, I'm going Jimmy. I'm, I'm going to keep it short. Jimmy wins. Mm, interesting. Um, well, I'm going to steal from both you and Mike. Mike, I agree with you. I don't want to see it. I think um, 
he needs to stay retired. I think he's taken a bit too much damage in such a short period of time. Those knockouts indeed would have knocked out anybody. Chisnaga, I do agree with you that it's not necessarily his chin, but the fact of the matter is, is that these were mm-hmm. grotesque and very dangerous looking and probably very harmful knockouts. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why Jimmy got up from his last fight and was like, real quick, was like, okay, I'm retiring. You, we just really don't know what's going on. You know, it could be yeah. a medical reason, and those knockouts were pretty scary. However, I don't know Jimmy. I'm not in his business. If Jimmy wants to avenge these words that um, Anthony Smith said to him, I will watch that fight. And I think I would pick Jimmy, too. Because, Chisanka, I agree with you. I don't know if Anthony Smith is like a laid-back, slow starter type of dude that kind of has to get hit to kind of get warmed up, except for Devin Clark's ass. But, um... Yeah, I I don't think Anthony Smith is going to stay in his face the way that, you know, you have yeah. to with Jimmy Manuel. And plus, Jimmy Manuel is dangerous, and he can turn out anybody's lights, and he hits hard, and he hits very precisely at the right mm. time. And I think, you know, Anthony can leave his chin out there for him. But, man, I, I kind of want to see this fight because I'm with Kairos. Like, you can't be letting somebody sun you like that, and you don't, you don't do yeah. so- nothing. You just... You think he was fed a fight and you tweeted that and then you sat back down. At, Jimmy should at least be talking shit or at least be fake pushing for this fight. <laughs> fake uh, yeah, he should. I would be talking so much shit and then like knowing that I wasn't going to come back. But I'd be like, man, I'm going to kill you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I'm surprised Jimmy isn't losing it or he's training right now to come back. And let's just say this does happen. So I'm picking Jimmy. I still think it would be a competitive fight, and I think it's a great fight also for Anthony. If he can beat Jimmy Manoa and go on a two-fight win streak, because let's not forget, Anthony was just picking his teeth off, off the floor before he was given to Evan Clark. And then before that, you know, he, he who else did he lose to? He lost to Glover. Uh, Rackage? Uh, no, no. Yes. Yeah, he did. Right. So he's, he's got some recent not-so-good losses. I mean, so it would be a team's oh, if he thinks <laughs> If he thinks Jimmy Manoa is that unconscious and, and is that, you know, so fucked up right now, fight him. Get another win mm-hmm. under your belt, another easy win. Why not? You know? So we shall see. But I hope they put it together because I, I think it would be a competitive fight. Yep. Not to diss Paul Craig, but that's who he has in his sights. And it's for obvious reasons. He sees weaknesses that, in Paul Craig, and he sees yeah. that he'll be able to demolish him quite quickly in his mind. In his mind, but I mean, Paul Craig mm. surprises people. Yes, Paul Craig yes, surprises absolutely. people. Like, I, I will never forget that last second submission of last millisecond sub- of Ankalaya, oh, man. I, yeah. That's one of the craziest yeah. things I've, I've ever seen live at an event. That was unreal and it just it, it's a testament to his never say die attitude yeah the man mm-hmm. has some losses and uh, well he, he might get two wins in a row and then he might lose he might lose emphatically or, or what have you but he keeps coming back and he keeps showing improvements like even in the shogun fight he showed some improvements with his with his striking so yeah yeah but it, i i just think that's too much of a jump for paul for yeah Craig. at this moment in time like, yeah anthony yeah, and I kind of frown upon Anthony Smith kind of calling you. him out. Mm. Like I hate when, like, I, I don't like when fighters call out the very obvious easy fight. And, sir, you just had Devin Clark. Relax <laughs> with, the, with the, you know. The UFC does it every so often. Every so often when they like you, they give you a fastball down the middle. But let's not. Come on, sir. Like, next fight, back to the routine, back to yeah. somebody that's close to you in the rankings, and back to, you know, your journey. You just can't have, a you know, an easy fight every fight. Now you're calling out Paul Craig. He just fought Shogun. Yeah. 
you know, like even Paul Craig is saying, I'm getting better, I'm developing. Why do you want to fight somebody that's developing? This is true. That, well, who could, who could Anthony realistically fight next? All right, let's look at the division. So Anthony Smith. And Anthony said, keep this in mind as you pick for him, Chisanga. Anthony Smith said that he's not really on a title journey. He's kind of like on that Anthony Pettis shit where he's having fun. Which okay, I like fair enough. I, 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 I like that. Is uh, mm-hmm. is Volkanese Uzumir, is he, is he, uh, is, is he booked? I don't think he is. Well, he's, he's got a win over Vulcan, yeah, so, so. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't think. I, I, I thought you were going to pick Darren Till. Uh, he's not going to lie, everyone. Man, he's a troll. Come on. Like, <laughs> yes, he people? is. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he is. He's such a pain <laughs> in the ass. One, one day I'm good. He, he yeah. Okay. So who could you, who could you have Anthony Smith I put fight? him against OSP. OSP. Yeah. Who's who's. I'm, do they OSP is booked this Saturday, yeah. as I mentioned. He's going to fight Jamal, uh, Jamal, sorry, uh, Hill. Um, you know, I, I just, I just see that would be a, a, a bigger test, decent. Yeah. a decent yeah. test than you know. No disrespect to him, Paul Craig. You can give him even someone like Nikita Krylov. Um, what do y'all think about Johnny Walker? That's, that'd be a good fight. Yeah, that's a that, that that that'd be a perfect fight for for both men. I mean, if Johnny Walker wins that, then he's right back in. Well, but not that he was in contention, exactly. but he's at the forefront of people's minds again. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that'd be a good fight. I'm thinking, I'm thinking people around there like Nikita Krylov, Johnny Walker, maybe Misha Serkinov, somebody like that. You know, but and you know what? Who you know who you might be able to give him to? Ankalev is no oh, joke. Oh yeah. You know, I know, I I know he's not. He's one of those dudes that I think he's ranked like 15 or 14, something like that. But he's really good. Like he I don't think anybody wants to fight him. Points. I I I I, re- I yeah. really don't think it. Yeah. For good for good reason, because his ranking is low, but he's it doesn't match his skill set or how nah. good he is. He's going to. Break he really time. impressed me against and, uh, against yeah. uh, the guy who did the fake stanky leg. Like his name's yeah, his name's Kuita Labor. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah, he impressed me both times. You know, even when the fight was cut off short. But prior to that, he was killing him mm-hmm. with those kicks, and and, and developed um, that range so quickly with him before the referee lost his mind and fell for the <laughs> opening. But um, like I said, the ranking is 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 low. I think it's fifteen, but I think everybody knows yeah. what's up with him. And also too, Anthony Smith is and probably going to become. I know he wants fun fights, but it sounds like gatekeeper status. Like you had your chance. You didn't make it. You're going past your prime. You've had a shit ton of fights. The Ankalov fight might be good. It might be almost like a gatekeeper type of fight for him when Ankalov gets there, too. So I, I would like to see that at some point. Yeah. It's a good mm-hmm. test. Well, yeah. that's another shots fired in the books this weekend. Yeah. Another uh, UFC card to look forward to. We'll be back next week with some more shots fired. Stop. Peace out, people. Separate the weak from the opposite. Leap hard to creep the Brooklyn Street. It's on again. Stop all that bickering beat.